It's election time in New South Wales. Everybody wants your vote, but what are they offering in return? I'm Jimmy Thompson. This is the Flat Chat Wrap. Hi, I'm joined again by Sue Williams, author, property writer, travel writer. She does everything, and she's here today to talk about the New South Wales election. Hello, Sue. Hi, Jimmy. So, what do you want to know? Well, I guess everybody's been making a lot of promises in the run-up to the election, but for apartment um, owners and apartment renters, what's the Liberal Party promising at the moment? The coalition. Well, <laughs> the government have been very quiet up until now. They, they've got a lot of things they're throwing money around like a sailor on shore leave. But uh, today, and, and we're talking Monday of this week, they announced that they're going to make it easier for apartment buildings to install solar power like panels and batteries and power points for mm. electric cars. Well, that's a good thing. Are they promising interest-free loans like they did for house dwellers? No. No, 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 oh. no. No, no. What they're, what they're promising is that instead of having to get a 75% vote uh, for a special resolution, you can allow it with a 50% vote. Woohoo! Oh, that's not much of a concession, is it, really? No, no. It's kind of like, yeah, a, a bit of an afterthought. In fact, when I read the story, they were off- offering, you know, they're, they're recycling um, solar panels. Apparently, solar panels have a, a life of 30 years, and then they, they have to be replaced, and all these tips are being getting filled up with so old solar panels. So they're, they've got a program to recycle solar panels, which I think sounds pretty good. But, you know, the thing of, yeah, we will make it easier for you to install... I don't know. I haven't heard any stories of apartment blocks where people desperately want to install solar power and 25% of the owners are holding it against <laughs> it. I, I don't know. Maybe you've heard stories like that. No. And to my, to best of my knowledge, I think there's only kind of one apartment building at the moment which has solar and batteries. Yeah. And that's a, a student block. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's in Sydney. And I think it, the student block is kind of a little bit different because it's not all individual owners. It's, it's kind of one owner who rents out students, so, ah, which makes it an awful right. lot easier. Right. So, so far, I don't think there are many apartment buildings which have a lot of solar panels. Yeah. There's probably a couple which have a few, yeah. but none of them which have, certainly none of them rely on solar power or get an, a majority of their power from solar. But they should have. I mean, I think there's a, a bit of a myth that apartment blocks are, you know, more environmentally friendly. They have a smaller carbon footprint. But in fact, they don't because, you know, there's all sorts of things like you've got to have all the lighting for common property. There's lifts, the electricity that goes into lifts mm-hmm. and even water above the three stories all the water has to be pumped up into the building and you're talking about buildings that are 30 stories high that's a lot of pumping going on Mm. so they are not the they do need to sort of boost their carbon credibility i think yeah absolutely and i think even in buildings um that we know of that have natural ventilation yeah they still have some air conditioning in there as well so yeah you know and, and sometimes in the common common areas they have um air conditioning too so that yeah it's a big that's a big, a big impost yeah it mm. sure is and I'd, look the buildings that have the natural ventilation are few and far between for the simple reason that it doesn't work that well 
<laughs> uh, you know, especially when the developers redesigned the floor plans so that apartments that would have had a free flow of air through them are suddenly locked off because they want to have more one-bedroom apartments and things like that. Sure thing. But there was a study last year that kind of looked at lots of rooftops in Sydney. Yeah. I mean, lots of those rooftops are from apartment buildings yeah. and showed how few were actually ever used for solar energy Yeah. and how there were so many of those rooftops which actually weren't in shade and got sunlight a lot of the time. So really, you know, they could be utilised for solar solar panels. Yeah, I mean, so, the thing is... It's not the solar panel, it's the battery. That's mm. what you need. You need something to store the power mm. when the sun isn't shining. But we have enough trouble in apartment blocks. I mean, there's a, the simplest use of natural energy is to hang your washing out on your balcony because <laughs> then you've got solar and wind power acting directly. And, well, that's, you know, that's a battle that's yet to be won. There's so many people just don't want to see any washing on anybody's balcony. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's going to have to change in the next few years. But in our building, somebody has complained about the building across the road. Can we do anything to stop them putting their washing on their balcony? Uh, the answer is no, you can't. <laughs> you absolutely can't. Well, that's the coalition. They surprised us the other day by giving Byron Bay an Airbnb bypass. Did you read about that? No, no, I don't know about that. So Byron Bay has this problem with short-term holiday letting. Like Byron Bay has always had holiday letting. But over the years, it's gradually become a bit of an issue because the number of residential places that were being turned over to holiday lets was growing and people couldn't afford to live in the town, like local people couldn't afford mm. to live in the town. And we're not just talking about, you know, your your surfies and whatnot. You know, people like teachers and plumbers and electricians, they, they had to move out mm. because the houses were being given over to holiday letting. And then along comes the internet and Airbnb and other online agencies. And people who had been thinking, oh, one of these days I'm going to put my house on the holiday market, mm. suddenly went, well, it's easy. You know, I just sign up for this thing, stick a few pictures online and off we go. And mm. it's a terrible problem up there. And oh, bear in mind that you've got a very tight electorate. It used to be National Party and they lost it uh, to a green a green oh. MP, yeah, because of an issue of fracking, you know, the, the yeah. yeah coal gas or coal seam gas or whatever they call it. So they lost to the green MP and now they want it back. So suddenly, like everywhere else in regional New South Wales, there's no limit on the number of apartments, uh, sorry, the number of houses or dwellings that can be let or the number of nights that can be let. And then they... they brought in for some areas they could have 180 nights as a limit like sydney will have 180 nights as a limit yep. and then out of the blue they said oh byron bay if you want the local council can impose a limit of 90 days uh, wow. 90 nights letting and no other place can do nowhere that. else nowhere else in new south wales is allowed to do that wow so should we all vote green <laughs> well this is the gun to the head because mm. they're saying this is all contingent on the government being voted back in <laughs> well maybe mm. maybe the uh, the other parties will look at this and go well we've got a better idea altogether sure. which uh, mm. brings us to our next discussion If that's what the Liberals are promising, 
Labour, they've been talking about installing a strata commissioner, haven't they? Oh, they've, they're going crazy. Um, they've got, they're going to have a strata commissioner. They're going to take uh, strata out of fair trading and put it into a giant sort of super ministry for planning and building and all those other things that are actually connected. And they're going to bring in a registry for short-term letting. Wow. So if you want to go on Airbnb or Stays or whatever it's called now, Home Away, I think it's called, any of those things you want to do it, you've got to register and say, we are doing short-term letting. That makes perfect sense. If there's a fire or if there's some kind of emergency, people will know exactly where to go. Well, that's the argument. But of course, what will happen is a lot of people who are running short-term lets in buildings where they shouldn't or who are not bothering to tell the tax inspector that they're making extra money will pull out of the market. And when this has happened overseas, there's been a reduction of between 30 and 50% in the number of listings. Right. So where they have to register, a lot of people have said, okay, if I don't want to register. I'm going to drop my whole short-term letting And thing. put it back in the residential housing wow. market. Wow. Well, that's very suspicious, isn't it? <laughs> well, just a little bit. Mm. Yeah. You know, but it kind of, it cleaned, it would clean it all up. I mean, obviously, Airbnb are not desperately keen on this idea. No. <clears throat> For obvious reasons, I guess, yeah. So, and also, um, you said a super ministry. Well, that sounds like they're taking apartment owners a bit more seriously. Absolutely. I mean, look, at the moment, there are 2 million, roughly, in Australia, 1.2 million in New South Wales. Apartments. Yeah. Mm. And they by 2030, they say half the population of Sydney will be living in strata. That's mm. a big chunk of people mm. but you know it's funny because you've got a kind of merged constituency there because you've got the people who own apartments and live in them and you've got the people who rent apartments and live in them but you've also got the people who own apartments and let them mm. so mm. they Just are they, they yeah mm. they, they are a consideration as well and you know most of them are doing one or two maybe little, mm. you know, invet their investment unit. That's a huge constituency, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, you're talking about half the people in Strata are renters. So you've got the owner residents and the renters, and then half of those people who are renters must have landlords. So that's another 30 to 50% mm. of people. Mm. So that's crazy for such a lot of people to be looked after by the Department of Fair Trading, which also looks after, as we know, 40 kettles, problem toys... Batteries that kids kind Dodgy of Dodgy mechanics. Out. Yeah, all those. Tattoo parlours. Tattoo parlours? Yes. Goodness me. <laughs> Tattoo parlours and, and yoga salons, I think, are, are part of well, their... Well, maybe that's handy because lots of apartment residents have tattoos and also do yoga. And so they, and they, could, they could do to relax a little bit. <laughs> oh, and the other thing Labour are, are promising is an opt-in of uh, short-term letting. So that the default will be you cannot have short-term letting in a building unless your owner's corporation passes a bylaw saying that you can. See, at the that moment, make much of a difference? Oh, huge. Mm. Because uh, at the moment, the or when these, this new law eventually comes in, if it ever comes in, it basically says you can have short-term letting in a building unless your owner's corporation passes a bylaw saying you can't. Mm. Mm. Well, it's going to flip that round and say you can't. 
unless the owner's corporation says you can. That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. it probably is. I think a lot of apartment owners would find that quite appealing, apart from the ones who want to rent their apartments on Airbnb. Mm. Um, And would a potential strata commissioner have anything to say about this? I don't know. We're not quite sure what he or she will do. Mm. But they, they want the strata commissioner to basically set the tone of things and basically say this is right you know we should be looking at this we should be looking at that we should be approaching it from this direction and picking up on things you know like people who for instance have won a case at NCAT but can't get their owners corporation or whoever they're in dispute with to pay the fine or do the work the strata commissioner will be able to come in and say well look you really need to get this done and this is this is the policy that we should be following. That would be really handy. What kind of person would make a good strata commissioner? Would it be a lawyer? Would it be a strata manager? Would it be you, Jimmy Thompson? I think I'd be the worst strata commissioner <laughs> in the world. I'd be sitting there issuing edicts. I would be the king of strata. I'd have be having people jailed for uh, parking and visitor parking. That's what that's what I'd be doing. Smoking Maybe. on your balcony. You, I'm sending you out of the country. I'm Maybe it's a good idea you won't be applying then. I certainly won't, and uh, I don't think I'll be invited either. And how about the other people in the election, the independents, the Greens? Well, yeah, I don't know about all the independents. I know that uh, Alex Greenwich, the MP for Sydney, which has the highest concentration of apartment buildings, I think, in the whole of Australia, is very, well, I I wouldn't say anti-Airbnb, but he's very pro-apartment resident. Mm. Um, He wants to see people be in apartment buildings being looked after. He was very active in getting the, I don't know if you remember last year, that the the government, the current government, was about to basically open up all apartment buildings to short-term letting. Yes, yes, I do remember. And Alex was very active in having that overturned. And now we, we went from pretty much having the worst Airbnb laws in Australia to, I think, the best. They're not mm. great, but mm. they're better than most other states have. I mean, you see what's happening down in Victoria, it's just out of control down there. Sure, absolutely. And I think Alex did a podcast with you, didn't, didn't he? He did. He replaced me. And, um, yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, and he lives in an apartment as well, so he understands about apartments, which kind of helps. Oh, totally. And that's mm. one of the big problems, and has been for years, is that the people who are making the laws, um, some of them have never set foot in an apartment, let alone lived in them. But yet they are deciding, you know, the way we should live and what our priorities should be. Sure. And how about the Greens? Are they, (sighs) you know, the Greens seem a bit in disarray at the moment? Well, in so many ways. I mean, we should not forget that the Balmain MP, Jamie Parker, was the one who opened the can of worms on the whole short term letting thing. Um, And look, fair enough, some of his constituents had been running. Airbnb lets and they got uh, letters from I think Leichhardt Council threatening them with fines of a million dollars for running illegal short term letting so he thought this was unfair and took the matter up to parliament at which point the whole thing went crazy Um, Mark Coury led an inquiry which basically decided that everybody should just put up with short term letting 
because people could make money out of it. And then that inquiry was tossed aside and, and you know, and, and, and we trundled on. The thing about Jamie is, look, yeah, he opened the can of worms. It was, it was a can of worms that was going to be opened at some point mm. anyway. It's not his fault. Mm. But when that inquiry came out, and he was on that inquiry, he could have issued a dissenting opinion. Mm. He could have said, okay, all you guys in the National Party and the Liberals and Labour think this is a good idea, but I don't because I can see the damage that it will do. And he didn't do that. And I think that it's not so much that he raised the issue, it's that he kind of ducked the issue when it got serious. Okay, so is that kind of Green's policy? or are they? Well, it's a good question, Sue. What is Green's policy? You go on the Green's <laughs> website and... There are, there's a really very attractive website with 23 little squares of all the main issues that they're concerned about. Obviously, the environment and wages and renters and, and things like that. Nothing, absolutely nothing about apartments or short-term letting. The renters thing is good. They, like Labour, I should say, uh, they both think that they've got to do something about the no-fault end of leases, you know, where you get to the end of your lease and all the landlord has to do is say, okay, that's the end of your lease, off you go, because what the landlord wants to do is put up the rent without having to go through the tribunal that might say, well, that's an excessive increase. Yeah. So people are getting shunted around there's just this constant mm. churn of people people renters are not able to settle down into buildings and become part of the community because some landlords well some landlords are saying hey i can make more money off airbnb mm. if i put this apartment on airbnb over the summer period and then get a residential tenant in for the rest of the year mm. i basically double my money sure so the renters are getting eight months leases and then having to find somewhere else to live. Mm. And, so it's uh, great that they're looking after them, but it would be good if they looked at the bigger picture as well, I suppose, of apartment. Yeah, they just homes. seem to not get it. you know. And I think there's a problem, a perception, and it doesn't make any sense, but so few things in politics do. It's like they want to deal with renters because that's their natural constituency, and they kind of think, well, if you're a homeowner, you're already looked after. But you know, something like 67% of the people in Australia are homeowners. It's not like other countries where it's an elite. It's mm. the majority. Yeah. And some of those homeowners are doing it tough, mm. and they're not being allowed to build the communities and that's the kind of thing that the, you would think the Greens would go, hang on, we should be looking after these people too. Mm. They do have policies. If you dig down far enough into their huge website, you will find policies that say things like that they think short-term letting should be done in a way that's responsible and respectful for the community as a whole. And, and they're making the right noises. They're just not making them loudly enough. Right, not prioritising them yet. Exactly. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything in the election. Yeah, so you haven't told us which way apartment owners should vote. I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> I think they should vote with their conscience. <laughs> Look, you know, mm. the truth of the matter is the majority of apartment dwellers, like the highest concentration of apartment dwellers, are in the Sydney constituency, and that's where Alex 
is pretty solidly ensconced, I hope, mm. um, Alex Greenwich. Um, but there's people down in, in Kuji, for instance. It's very slim majority down there. And the people who vote with an apartment policy in mind could change things. Mm. It could change things sure. quite considerably. It looks like Labour's going to get in down there. I mean, we can't... It's such a, a strange election. We can't yeah, guarantee sure. anything. Yeah. But um, I think that that could be one of the seats, one of the nine seats, I think, that needs to fall before there's a change of government. Right. And that could be one of them. And I'm I'm absolutely sure that people thinking about short-term letting and, and holiday letting. See, the thing about the people who own the properties that have been taken out of the residential market is they don't live necessarily in the mm. constituency. Yeah. So they might be in favour of short-term letting, but they're voting somewhere else. Sure, yeah. So absolutely. it's pretty complex. It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we've only got a week to, to, to work, Yes, really. Saturday. Or mm. you can go online and vote now. Do you know you can vote online in this country? No. Yes, you can. You can go online and, and that's kind of exciting, isn't it? It is, actually. So it means I don't have to queue up. You don't have to queue up. You don't have to turn up. You just have to log in. It's not quite as exciting, though, is it? Yeah, it'd be good, better if they had like one of those things, like, you know, when you vote on online, say, what is your favourite kind of curry? And you say <laughs> chicken, and it turns out more people like beef. You know, it's a little bar <laughs> thing comes up. It'd be really good if you voted and went, oh, no, we're going to lose. <laughs> Maybe that's something for the future. Yes. Whoever, Whatever candidate has that in their policies, they're going to get my vote. <laughs> Happy Election Day. And to you, Sue. Thank you very much. Pleasure. That was Sue Williams. Thank you very much to Sue for joining in for that chat about the election. Just a quick note on the online voting system. It's called iVote. It's available through the New South Wales government website. And it's like a postal vote. It's available to you if you're going to be interstate or overseas or not able to get to your polling station for any other reason like you would normally use a postal vote. If you enjoy these Fat Chat podcasts, please subscribe through whatever service you get them. And if you want to know more about apartment living, go to flat-chat.com.au. I've been Jimmy Thompson. I'll be talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.